Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all of the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. Be sure to stay tuned after today's interview for Holla Back. That's my Q&A where I'm answering questions from my listeners, so be sure to stay tuned. Kristen Tegman is a mother of two, an entrepreneur, and the founder of Last Night's Look, a successful fashion and lifestyle blog that focuses on high and low fashion for everyone. Kristen is a professional model with New York and LA models, and she's graced the covers of some of the world's most renowned fashion publications in Europe, Australia, and right here at home in the US of A. She's known for her role on Bravo's reality show, and my co-star on The Real Housewives of New York City. She's my beautiful friend, Kristen Takeman. I'm so excited to see you, baby. You're in my heart. I'm giving you big hugs. It's been too long. <laughs> big virtual hugs. I know because you're on the West Coast now. I don't get to see you. Even you know. though one of the things I recognize about us that's so funny is we are both moms with kids around the same age. And when yeah. we used to hang out before we had kids... It was easier to just throw a dinner plan together. And I did notice that about my, my girlfriends with children, like I had, like, we just don't see each other. It's just, yeah, it's so crazy. I mean, I have so many friends too, that maybe they don't have kids and they're like, what's wrong? Are you mad at me? I'm like, no, I have a pile of laundry. I ha- it's, it's seven o'clock. I haven't started dinner. I haven't even done the breakfast dishes and I'm trying to do homework. It's like, ah, you exactly. know, it's incredible. I mean, it really is incredible. What a time suck it is. Teenagers. Yeah. Oh my God. So, okay. Let's get right started right into the family. So you guys took a road trip this summer. You did a cross-country trip, and I saw that you went, but I was so confused that you went from Connecticut to California and back. Now, I thought you guys decided to take the road trip. Oh, you didn't go back. You just went one way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I was going to say, why did they go back? Because they moved out there again, right? (laughs) And so tell me, is that- Again. Oh, my God. I love that you said again, because it's again. (laughs) It's again. We're going to talk about that, because you have been transplanted a lot in your life with that- husband of yours, my good friend, Joshi, and I want to talk about that. But yeah, so is that what made you decide to finally do the road trip? Or was it like a mixture of COVID and deciding to move out to California? And why not? So here's the thing. It's like, you know, the quality of life, quality of life, quality of life. I used to like the New Yorker in me was like a hated when people were like, well, quality of life. And I was like, 
as the, the New Yorker me was like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that <laughs> is. I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I like my life. I don't know what quality means, but I'm fine with where I'm at right but now. New right? York gives me great quality of life. Maybe not great air quality, but better than LA. I'm just like, you know, it's, it's interesting because I feel like, you know, the people who can still live in Manhattan and thrive you know, you, you go to the Berkshires all the time, but you have your place in the city and you can go back and forth and you can work. So we have friends who have kids that, you know, that go back and forth to Long Island or, you know, you like you, the, the Berkshires or, you know, upstate somewhere. And, you know, they've got this quality of life. I mean, I'm from Connecticut. We always go to my parents' house. So we've always got that, but I never really thought twice about it. And like the California boy and Josh was just like, this isn't quality of life. And he'd been saying that for years. And like, Heather, I was able to push him summer after summer. We go, we always go out to LA for the whole month of August. You give him the Hamptons in June and July. So he would get some beach. Yeah, exactly. So we're always out when we can be, you know, Josh works for himself. So we're always lucky with that. So, you know, it just got to the point where we, we were lucky enough. We have friends who have a house out in Southampton and they weren't there. So they were like, go to our house. So we quarantined there for two months. And while we were there, Josh has always wanted to move back to LA. And I was sitting there, you know, in this house in Southampton with great air quality and all that good stuff. And I was like, I just couldn't imagine at that point, everything was so uncertain, right? I mean, sitting there in the Berkshires and you're like, are kids going back to school? Are they not? We have to wear masks. It was just, it was so overwhelming that I was like, I can't imagine my kids going back to Manhattan in September. And my biggest, biggest thing is that, you know, cash takes the subway to go to school every day. And I was like, back in May, I just couldn't imagine my 12 year old getting on the train. He doesn't, he doesn't even use soap in the, in the shower, Heather. Like he's (laughs) like, he's going to use Purell on the train. I mean, give me a break. Right. Totally. I just, I just felt like there was no way of keeping him safe. Yes. We just thought about it. And, you know, I know one of the questions you're going to ask me later is, you know, um, a freedom and how do I live fearlessly? And I mean, not to jump to, to that question, but I think the answer is just, I'm able to live fearlessly through family, you know? So I think it, it really just boiled down to being in quarantine and like, oh my God, the state of the world right now, like what's the most important thing right now? And it's family. It's my inner unit of four. It's my extended family. You know, it's my parents and my brother in Connecticut and it's Josh's family in California and his sisters and the cousins. And it's just like, what's most important right now? And how can I live fearlessly? I can live fearlessly by living. I live 10 houses down from my in-laws right now. That's brave. <laughs> it, it is, but it's like, you know, when you're, you're with somebody for so long, Josh and I've been together for 18 plus years, married 18 together, 20 plus years. It's like, his mom is my mom now. Yes. A hundred percent. And it's wonderful that you can have the kids run down the street to grandma's house. It's beautiful. Like literally, like, I think Josh, I just heard the front door open. Cash might be on his bike going to grandma's like literally for a bagel. I love that you say that because I think that that's been, you know, one of the silver linings for this terrible pandemic is really focusing back on home, back on family. I, I, I kind of get the chills when I say it because it's been such a terrible, terrible year for so many and people have lost so many things. But I always sim- seem to think that even though the universe is so upside down right now, maybe it's writing itself. Yeah. And so I have found that some of that time in my own family. And I love that you said that that's been really the number one priority for you guys. Yeah. I mean, basically it just came down to, you know what? It's like, everything's so uncertain. Let's get rid of our New York apartment. 
let's find a place in LA. And we're just like, we're, we'll move for one year. Yes. You no. Know? And we're, we're just going to like, see how it goes, you know, exactly. So there you go. And yeah. Yeah. So, and plus your kids, it wasn't that big of a transition because you guys have been in and out of California a lot. So it was okay with them like re-socializing and that sort of thing. I mean, you know, it's hard because, so Kingsley just went back to school. So I dropped her off at eight o'clock this morning and I will pick her up at 1030. So it's like, brush your teeth and then go back and pick her up. And then, you know, Cash is not in school and I, I don't know that they'll go back this whole year. So, you know, here's the deal. They have their cousins with them. So we're, we're potting with a group of 10. That's the refreshing part of it. It's like when we're all together and we're between the two houses down the block, it's like you almost forget what's going on outside of the bubble, which is refreshing because we need that, you know, and I wanted that for the kids. So, you know, we have that and it's great. I'm so glad you're happy in California. Happy in Calabasas. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It's like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I just never, I fought it for so long, Heather. And now I'm here and I'm just like, it's, I hate to say this out loud, but it's like you live in Manhattan for so many years and it's just, it's hard. It's hard to go to the supermarket. You're, you know, it's like hard to schlep stuff. And then you, you look out of the city, anywhere out of the city. And you're like, it's so funny. The first time I went to the supermarket, you would die. I go to the supermarket and it's the schmanciest supermarket you've ever seen. I'm like looking around like, Oh my God, it's so clean. It's so big. They've got everything. I check out I go to pick up all these groceries and Kingsley's like, mama, you can take the cart out to the car. <laughs> and I was like, she's literally eight years old. She's like, mama, you don't have to carry them anymore. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, I <laughs> The checkout guy was like looking at me like I had five heads. I was like, oh my God, I don't have to carry my groceries anymore. I can push them out to the car, Heather. Going to the grocery store is hard in New York. You're right. And I used to do it as like a workout. Yeah, me too. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, so let's talk about your biz. So last night's look, I feel like, I feel it, no, I had nothing to do with it at all, but I feel a part of it because I watched you do it. Right, right, right. I watched you start this business and I watched you blow it up. So full of pride for you. I'm so proud of you. So tell us how you started it, why you started it and all that. Yeah. I named it last night's look. Cause you know, when I was on the show, we aired on Tuesday nights. So last night's look, it, I did a blog post every Wednesday morning for last night's look, what I wore on the show. And then in the off season, it just turned into more things. But you know, as you know, it's like the show would air and everybody wants to know what your lipstick was, who your earrings were, all that stuff. And I was working with a fantastic stylist, uh, Christian Choi at the time. And we put together all these fantastic looks. And I think people were super surprised by the fact that lots of them were, you know, Zara or whatever. Zara yeah. and, and like um, H&M. I mean, yes. a lot of my looks were H&M. And then, you know, all these other bloggers would contact me saying, where'd you get this look? Where'd you get that look? And then I didn't know enough about blogging to know that they were really making money off of my looks. And right. my stylist kept saying to me, you need to do your own blog. And you know, I mean, we had to do the, write the blog for the show and it was just so time consuming. My kids were little. I was like, how am I going to put one more thing on my plate? But then I did. And it's kind of fun. And you know, it's like after modeling for a million years and still going strong, it's like one of those things where I was like, okay, a blog is a really great platform. It's like, you can do as little or as much as you want to do. It's just like this super solid platform and I can run everything kind of through it. I could do my modeling through it. I can, you could do family stuff through it. I mean, everything kind of can circulate through this blog. So, you know, it's been really great. And 
pre-COVID, I was traveling a ton. I was working with cruise lines. I was going to Europe. I was like doing all of this fun stuff. And it really branched off into other things, which was great. And then, you know, the beauty of it too, is that, you know, it could be put on hold and you could always go back to it. And then, you know, through that, I started doing some stuff with Amazon and doing my own video stuff with them. So that's been kind of fun. I don't know if you're familiar with Amazon Live, but it's been a really great outlet. Yeah, Amazon Live is great. And I love all the lives generally have been great. You know, I mean, it's a lot of pressure on us livers because, you know, it's like every time like a picture is not enough anymore. Now you got to do a video and you got to do this and you got to do that. But you really excel at it and and, and you've been so good at it. You've been really way, I think, ahead of the curve on it. But honestly, what I thought was so genius is this my entrepreneur, what you did is we always had conversations about like you aging out as a model, which didn't happen by the way. But like, there is a fear when you're a model, like an actress, like whatever that, you know, at what point are you going to be no longer relevant? And what I thought was beautiful is that you took, you honed a craft that you're really good at and you're a beautiful girl inside and out. And you turn your modeling career into your own business. You're like, well, I'm a model, so I might as well just model stuff because that's what I do well. And when you <laughs> you do it really well, and when you look at your Instagram page, it's just you know picture a beautiful picture after beautiful picture of you. So now you're model, producer, curator. You're looking at brands. You're endorsing brands that you know work for you or important for you or that you like or you want to share with people. And you've turned it into just such a beautiful business that. I'm so, I just think it's a wonderful thing. And on top of it, your modeling career didn't time out. <laughs> Keep going. That's incredible. So let me ask you, with Last Life's Look, so we started it from what we wore for the show. And yeah. that was that was so crazy. So how do you keep it up now that you're not on the show? You know, so I do, I do makeup Mondays. So that's great. You know, it's like makeup routine. It's fun makeup things that I find, makeup people that I work with. You know, I'll, I'll get like little... T- tips of the trade and do all of that. And then I try and do like a Wednesday and a Friday post. And it's all just like fun fashion things. And I always keep it, you know, we always say high, low fashion, but I do so much low fashion, you know, I'm wearing a pair of pants now. And it's like, it was so funny. I saw my sister-in-law this morning and she was like, oh my God, I love those pants. Those like faux leather trousers. She's like, where did you get them? I was like, Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I mean, you know, it's like, there's so many great low fashion options and you don't have to break the bank. And like, who wants to, you know, where are we going right now? It's like the fact that you would have fancy pants on like that right now. You know what the funny thing is, is that during quarantine, I literally put on a full face of makeup and did my hair and put an outfit on every day. Like to the point where the kids were like, where, where are you going? And I was like, downstairs. Yeah. I love that you did that. I thought, I really thought that that's what you're going to tell me. So you, you worked Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. So you did that, that. Those are your days. And you woke up in the morning and you got yourself ready and you did that. I think that that probably helped you on a mental level that you didn't even know was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just, this new year, my resolution, I mean, I've had to, you know, dress up for certain things and I have had meetings and obviously live TV and stuff like that. But one of my new year's resolutions was to take life back for myself and, you know, not wear sweatpants every day, Mm -hmm. which was great. And I love sweatpants. I happen to be a sweatpant, you know, whore and I have a huge collection, but (laughs) I thought it was so funny because when I'm in the city, you would walk into any store, Chris, like, a low-end store or a high-end store. And it was like, who can make the best sweatpants? You had like luxury sweatpants. So you had like middle road sweatpants, but everybody was like, who can make the fanciest sweatpants? What's going on in fashion? What are you seeing? What, what do you think about with trends? 
Well, the first thing that comes to mind, not not so much anymore, but it was like over the summer, it was like tie dye. Oh my God. You, are you like, I don't want to see any more damn tie dye. Like I was tie dyeing. The kids were tie dyeing. I was at my mom. She was like tie dyeing. It was like, no more tie dye. <laughs> <laughs> we make tie dye masks. It was so great though. I, I mean, we love it. I don't know. I think we're going going to go back to normal. I think yeah. like normal meaning like, you know, like I'm wearing like a trouser pant and it's like loose and like the belly and the hips and like, yeah. you know, and I also feel like, well, where I'm, I am now, it's all about the slide, you know, like the faux fur slides, yes. oversized cardigans. Like, I think we're going to like, we're still making it cash. It's like going to be, be more, bit more upscale cash, like, you know, out of the sweats and into the more. Oh, okay, I think you're right. Upscale yeah, cash. Well, you have on. Like, you're not wearing sweats, but they're comfortable. Right. Yeah. Yes, right. And my T-shirt is leopard print, so it See? brings it up another level. I did that for you. Or, like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I put a bunch of jewelry on. Yes. Even if they're, like, you know, inexpensive, whatever. And then do your hair and makeup. A little right. bit of blush the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think, like, an upscale casual is nice. I also think, like, a menswear thing might kind of come into it. Like, the crisp white, the because the high-waisted pant is in. Yeah, so yeah. that always kind of follows a little menswear trend follows that. Sometimes. You know what's funny too is like I've been shopping my closet big time. And I think because we took so much time off, well, when I was quarantining, I, I literally packed a suitcase and I only had that, that for three yes. plus months. So I right, kept getting and swapping out and whatever. Cause we, we really didn't go back to the city. And it was like, I packed for two weeks and we were there, we were gone for three months. So now, you know, and then you move and then you come out of that and you're like, oh my God, like, look at this blouse. Look at these shirts. Like, oh, I didn't know I had this silk set of whatever. So now I'm really just shopping my own closet and I'm kind of like mixing and matching and kind of making things work that were old and now they're new again. But I also think going back to your basics, like even just this collared shirt that I have on now, it's like, you know, maybe you haven't seen that collared shirt for a while. Maybe it just needs a steam. Maybe you just have to put it on after six months, right? You know, or maybe you need to update your basics. Like that's a post that I'm working on now. You know, like you've got a great tee. It's leopard. It's not white anymore. Right. I agree with that. Those are the certain places like where, you know, I'll spend money on like the black blazer. Cause I, what, after housewives, I mean, I, maybe you went through this. I had so many clothes. It was like, it was choking me yeah. during COVID. I noticed for sure. I wasn't even wearing 10% of my wardrobe 90% of the time. I was wearing 5% of my wardrobe 90% of the time. And, you know, really think about it. I think it's really important to think about when you're buying something, like, do you already have it? And you know who inspired me with that was Jane Fonda. I love it. Jane Fonda said, I'm never buying another piece of clothing as long as I live. So don't buy it if you already have it. Or give it away. Give it to someone who needs it. There's all kinds of, I, I put all my clothes on this uh, app called Wardrobe. So you can shop my closet, which is oh, really cool. cool. And so you go into the closet and it's all these designer clothes and all these clothes that I just don't wear anymore, don't need anymore. And people can rent them. And it's really cool because they work with dry cleaners. So you pick the clothes up at the dry cleaner and you drop them off at the dry cleaner. So they're they don't feel used yeah, yeah, or anything yeah. like that, yeah. you know, and it's a great app. And I love that because it's sustainable. So, yeah. it, you know, you repurpose clothing, but they're really doing it professionally and beautifully. Love it. You got to check that out. You might need to send some stuff over there. <laughs> <laughs> People would like to shop your closet, sister. <laughs> Let's talk about housewives for a second, can we? No, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we never talk about it. No. Well, wait, can I ask you? 
Are you going back? No. So it was okay. a big rumor that, that I was going back, you know, on the show as like a friend. And yep, yep. they asked me to come back. And I didn't want to go back as a full-time housewife. But I, you know, I always kept a toe in the water. I would make the cameos yeah. year over year. Oh, yeah. And I liked that. It worked. But the idea of going back full-time, it's yeah. so much work. And I have so many businesses and things going on. And now my kids are teenagers. And that's a very different, you know, scenario that I said, maybe there's a hybrid. Yeah. So because it was COVID and it was a, t- a tight season, they they really needed like a, a six player kind of, you know, so to speak. And I had a history with these people yeah. and I knew the production. And so it was, it was a good idea. You know, it seemed like a good idea Yeah. <laughs> to have me come back in and I could do the trips with the girls and, you know, pick, I, in my head, I was going to pick up where I left off with, you know, Luann or Sonia. And, you know, I think that that would be, that would have been good. So I had this great feeling about the show. And when I went back uh, to shoot a little bit, just to put my toe in the water and see if I was into it, it was going to ruin all that for me. Yeah. I always had a tiny little bit of doubt yeah. just because I didn't have to leave. Like I always wondered, like, did I give up too? Did I throw that towel in too early? Should I have stayed? You know, so I always, I think, had open to listen to like coming back someday. But I realized I don't want to go back. Yeah, it's great though. It's good to know that and feel confident about it. Yeah, so that's it. So can you just tell me what you felt about your whole experience on the show? Because I never really, because we're such, we're close and we were on it together. And I was like, so what'd you think about that show? But now I'm going to ask you. Well, it's so funny because I remember when they asked me to do it, I always said to friends and family, I was like, what I want out of the show is I want to be able to talk to a friend, like I'm talking to you so many years later, I said, I want to look back in five years. I want to be having coffee with a girlfriend. And I want to go, God, remember that show I did? And then my girlfriend will go, yeah, what was the name of that again? And I'll go, God, I don't remember. <laughs> and like, oh my God, it was the housewives. Like, and that's kind of how I feel about it now. It's like, you know, it, for me, it was, it was like an awesome, you know, learning experience. It was like going to college or being in a sorority and, you know, it'll always be a part of you, but it doesn't define you. And, you know, I look at it as experiences now. It's like, I'll have an interview with somebody and they'll, they'll ask me that question. I'll go, it was just a really great learning experience. I learned how to interview properly throw cameras in in front of you. And obviously it's not scripted. There's no script, but you're still sort of aware of cameras. And then you get, you know, the talking heads where they would ask you questions and you have to recite back the question and then do an answer. I mean, I've never done anything like that before. So, you know, I always just say too, it's like, where else have, you know, have you had the experience of being interviewed on the Today Show and being on Access Hollywood and, you know, all of the opportunities that came along with it. So I look at it as a chapter in my life where it was, a learning experience. It was like a school for me, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's interesting, you know, how you were saying that you just didn't have fun and you didn't feel comfortable. Listen, when you're in it, you're in it. And you didn't really know what was going on yeah. outside of that world. So, you know, it was just all consuming, which, which was fine because it was work. Yeah. You used to call it the J-O-B. Yep. I remember coming out of it and then, you know, doing the last couple of interviews and then the damn thing aired. And like, once that was all done, like really done, I feel like six months after that, then I started feeling normal again. Yeah. It does take a while to get it out of your system. But then once it's, once it was out, it was great because, 
you know, I feel like people ask me all the time, like, did you watch it? And I, I, not for any particular reason. I just, I didn't really watch the season after my season. I think I just need like a minute to get out of it. Yeah. But now I'm back with a vengeance and I really like watching it because it's like, it feels like, you know, they're old friends and you're in it, but you're so far out of it that it doesn't affect you anymore. Yeah. Which is great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. So you still watch it. Do you watch all, like other franchises too, New York and others? I do because you know, what's interesting. And, and again, like back to what I said originally, how it was like, God, remember that show I was on, you know, listen, I originally watched it. Yes, you did. I know that. Yes. I think it's like a great little soap opera of a show and it's fun to have something to watch every week. Um, I think my favorite are the Orange County girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I liked that, that they're very OG. It was like the original. Yes. I'm loving them right now. Having been on it, I think it's, it's almost sometimes easier to watch because I don't know, you feel like you can relate to the women and, but I do think that you're right about things changing. And it's so funny coming from me, which seems obnoxious. I don't like how everybody's so made up all the time. So do you remember all those times it was like, I would be like full hair and makeup, or I remember going on one of those trips. Where was it to, um, remember I would like bring my makeup artist and, and it was like one of those things. And then it's like, and then it spiraled everybody else was. And for me, I took the modeling side of it where it was like, okay, I would never show up to a photo shoot without hair and makeup. And this is film. This is video. I'm not going to go without hair and makeup. Looking back, I realized now I didn't need all the hair and makeup. Yeah. But I had to go through it, you know? Yeah, totally. And I also know that as a viewer, it's interesting now how on these shows, Heather, the hair and makeup people are part of part of it. Well, the fourth wall is kind of, you know, it's, it's not uh, officially gone, but it is, yeah. there's big holes in it now. And you can kind of just yeah. step through yeah. if you want, you step in, you step out. And I think that's good. That was for me as a, as a, you know, I'm, I consider myself now a bit of an OG because it's been six years Yeah, and we were like the second coming of the New York cast. And I just found it very confusing that the things that we were, were off limits in the past were now like thrown in your face and not even true and just kind of crazy stuff. And I felt that that was difficult to navigate. And also I was filming during COVID. And yeah. so I didn't show up with hair and makeup and, you know, we were going, we were going fishing. We were going to have oysters that, you know, at a outside everywhere. And so I was myself and I felt really good that way. Other girls were in full on glam, full on hair and makeup, you know, stiletto boots to go to, you know, Georgia beach. And I wasn't. And so I just stayed true to myself. And that's one of the things that I definitely, when I look back at the episodes, I was like, what were we thinking? I think there's times, like, I think that there's nothing wrong with going to someone's gala or going to a party. Like you're going to go to a party, get your hair and makeup done. Great. Yes. But us being in the Berkshires, nobody needs hair and makeup. And even, even on the vacations, like, yeah, even, I mean, I'm myself, like, you know, for the trip to the horse track, where were we? Um, oh, Saratoga. Saratoga. We won. I know. Right. <laughs> we won. But you know, it's like, it's almost like for these, for these trips with these girls, like, I think it's unfortunate. Like, do you remember, I don't know if you watched it, but a couple years ago with Denise Richards, where, where they were all, were they in Paris or something? And all the girls were like glam to the hilt. And she walked in looking her beautiful self. Yes. And all the other girls were like looking at her kind of going like, oh, look at her. She's just in like regular hair and makeup. Right. It's unfortunate because it's like, it's almost like 
everybody should be on the same level. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's true. I think it, it's, this is like a little bit weird and I'm sure people have expectations of what it's supposed to be like, especially, you know, the new girls were the ones, I mean, the OGs were into, but not all the time in hair and makeup, yeah. but the new girls were like every single scene hair and makeup. Yeah. And I just think that there's an expectation. The other change for me was the show's been around for so long. Like you watched the show before you came on it, but I didn't like, I didn't, I, I didn't really watch the housewives. So I think, and you are different compared to like what is now, but they not only watch the show, but they're uber fans and they have preconceived notions of the women that were on the show based on their edited character. Uh, You know, I just like, I found that hard to, well, not even hard to navigate, just not interesting to navigate for me. I was not interested in trying to navigate fourth wall, not fourth wall, you know, what you read as a sensational headline and you want to now bring on the show, like that kind of stuff. When I really wanted to dig into people and personalities and really getting to know new people. And I didn't study the new girls at all. I didn't know the first thing about them. Uh, You know what I mean? I went in totally raw, but they had studied me. Oh God. Yeah. So that was really weird. So it wasn't really, it wasn't really, it wasn't what I expected it to be, but that's okay because yeah, yeah, it was what it was, you know what I mean? And so onward and upward, but I will say that it made me so grateful for my friends that I had on the show. I mean, you, Aviva, Carol, I mean, I'm still in touch with all of y'all, you know, obviously, you know, Razzy and I are like sister girls, but like, you know, you I've known before, I knew before the show, you'll always be a dear friend of mine. Aviva, like the relationship that we were able to build after the show, you know, knowing that the show was what it was. I'm so glad that I was on the show with you guys. You know what I mean? Like we, I thought it was really, it was fun still then. We had drama. You know what I mean? When I look back at what we did, I think we did a pretty damn good job entertaining the masses. No, I agree. You know, and so it did make me miss you guys and like kind of pine for the old days. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, for the OGs that are still on it, it's a little bit of a weird time for them. Like how long until their ticket runs out? Like that's not a, you know, a feeling that I'm used to. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be an interesting conversation to have with you. I just, I guess I just can't imagine wanting to do it that long. Yeah. But yeah, that's like you say the J-O-B and then you don't know what, you know, you get used to, I think what happens is you get used to the celebrity of it and you get used to all those. Yeah. (laughs) And that's sometimes why people do the show because that's what they want out of it. And so to give that up is no good. Like that wasn't why I did it. So it didn't, I didn't feel like it, I, I missed that when I came on yeah. the show, that it was a piece of me. Like you said, I was a part yeah. of the show. That show's not necessarily, doesn't define me, but I do understand that side of it. Yeah. The cash gets good. Yeah. And then for some of them, it's like, where do you go from there? Hello? That's the real thing. I mean, yeah. where do you go from there? Yeah. I, you know, here's the thing. I like talking about other franchises, the other shows. The reason why I love the Orange County girls, I love the Beverly Hills girls because they have legitimate businesses. A lot of them had it before or they work with their husbands or whatever it is. And they're they're not defined by the show. It's like they had these careers and businesses, even if they're actors and actresses, I think that's great. And they're going to thrive and do things after. I think some of these other franchises, New York, you know, where it's just like, they don't really have anything going on other than the show. And it's totally fine, obviously, to have businesses stem from the show, but you're kind of like, are they that successful? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. The casting, I did, I had had Andy on the podcast and I did say to him, like, the casting is more important than ever now. Really. I think it was, I used to like kind of glom them together. Like, you know, think about how, you know, New York started and it was like, whoo, kind of that it was 
cast for one thing and then became another worked for them in the end. But you know what I mean? It just, I, I think it's in the casting and really understanding because the representation is important and it's popular. People love to watch it and they tune in so they can check out of their own lives, but it's also nice to have relativity there and laugh at the show and not always be like, Oof, boy, oof. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> When does the new show air? Uh, probably around April, I would guess. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know how it goes. It was short. I know they filmed a short season because of COVID. It was really doing, there wasn't a lot of extras. It was just, just yeah. us because of COVID. So you could have a, a sprinkling of a couple people in the room, but there was really just the girls, which I kind of, when they told me that, like, I kind of liked that because I wanted to get deep, you know me. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to talk about some of the things that had happened in the past that were kind of left undone. My favorite parts of filming was Sonia. I really did reconnect with her. Oh, and I, I was really happy about that because she was really the only house, aside from Luann, who was just surface. I keep in touch with everybody. Yeah. I'm friendly with everybody from the show, um, but I didn't keep in touch with Sonia. We didn't keep in touch. And so we reconnected and I just feel good that, you know, sh- that we did that. And and she understood where I was coming from. And she's just, you know, she does have a good heart. I mean, oh my God, can we talk about how amazing she looks? Yes. Well, I got in trouble because I was on Watch What Happens Live and Andy asked me about her facelift and I hadn't seen it. I didn't know anything about it. So he said, what do you think about Sonia's new face? And I said, well, I like the old face. And then that was like, you know, someone said that that was dissing her. And it was like, no, it really wasn't. I didn't even see the, the new face. And she does look beautiful. And she, she it's a beautiful job. I personally, I'm not a big advocate of plastic surgery. Like, I get it. And I think people should do it. But I do think she was looking and aging really beautifully. She does look good now. And yeah, yeah. I, now that I've really seen it, she looks beautiful and she looks great. But knowing that she's had a face, like, I can tell. Uh, oh, no, for sure. Well, it's so funny. It's like, God, those, those girls are good, man. They're like, wait, what? Lockdown, quarantine? How long? Hurry up. I'm going to call my surgeon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The rest of us were like getting together like as much Lysol and Clorox and toilet paper. And they were like, I'm the, I'm the horn. Exactly. Like, all right, where can I get in? Like, okay. Well, <laughs> like, they literally got facelifts and then went in quarantine. Like those New York ladies are smart. Let me tell you, they are. And she, the most important thing is how she feels. And, you know, I really enjoyed spending time with Sonia. She is feeling good. I can tell she's feeling good. And she was fun. And she was like, you know, fun, really fun to be around. And and I enjoyed her. Yeah, it was really good. And I got to see her doggie, who was so sweet. Uh, <laughs> what about Leah? Leah, Leah, right? Yeah. Um, is she, did you know her from before? No, from fashion? no, didn't know her at all. I mean, listen, I've never met her, but I think breath of fresh air. They need young, they need cool. I mean, I don't know her, but I'm just saying, like, I didn't want any more 60-year-old women. No, I, was ready I totally to agree. I, I think bringing in some younger women, I mean, you have to. You just have to. And, you know, that that synergy and all that kind of stuff. I, that's what I said. Like, the casting is important yeah. and the dynamic of that casting. And, you know, they have two Black girls on the show. One is a friend and one is a, you know, full-time. And I also, obviously, that was, you know, important to me. I've been an advocate of that for a long time. So I liked the idea. But the reality wasn't so, so fun. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with any of the girls on the show? I mean, I know we keep in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't not keep in touch with anybody, if that makes sense. I was in touch with Luann a little bit over the summer. I mean, obviously, you don't live there anymore. We've been on lockdown, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, totally. 
Hi guys, I'm Caitlin Carter, host of the Brightside Podcast. I created this show as a space for people who have had an impact in my life to further inspire others through their stories, their honesty, their kindness, and optimism. Each week, I'll be sitting down with inspiring friends, new and old, who have meaningful conversations centered around our own experiences with complete transparency and authenticity. We will discuss how we face challenging moments, adjust perspective, and reframe situations to find the silver lining. I personally believe that there is a bright side to every situation, and I'm excited to have this platform to encourage that way of thinking and share this message with you all. New episodes come out on Tuesdays, so come join me and start your week on the bright side. Have you been thinking about maybe having your own podcast? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First and foremost, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor, they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple and many more. With Anchor, you can start to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership as well. It's truly everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. So a lot of people may know from you on the show that you and Brandy were really good friends. Brandy Glanville from the Beverly Hills Housewives. You guys were three musketeers, right? It was you, Brandy, and Emma Hemming, right? Who's now Emma Willis. So you girls were like models in Paris together, right? So um, I've known Emma forever for through being in Paris. And then um, Emma and Brandy were really good friends from modeling together. So then when we all kind of regrouped and we were back in New York City back 1 million years ago, like 25 years ago. Yeah. I met Brandy when she was engaged before she even got married oh. and then went to her wedding and then we became fast friends. And then I moved to LA and then Emma moved back to LA. So then we were all in LA together, you know, so I've known Brandy longer yes. than I know Josh, which people don't, don't understand. Like it's, it's amazing. And you know, it's like people have their core friends and Brandy always calls them ride or die and we're ride or die. You know, it's like, I have a solid group of, you know, five solid girlfriends that I've known for 25 plus years. And she's, yeah. Not- and, and, and I love that you guys both were on the show. I mean, how random is that? That's like, you know, big little world stuff. Yeah. So tell us about these Amazon lives though. I want to hear a couple more things because I know Amazon live is making you tick. I want to just, can you give any, any of my listeners like tips about like what's making you tick right now? If you found like this amazing mask or this drink you love or, you know, anything cool that you can share with us. So I've been doing these Amazon lives. I set up a little at-home garage. Uh, in my garage, I set, set up a little at-home studio, which has been really fun and like just so rewarding. It's like I get the kids situated with school in one room and then I kind of like shut the garage door and it's nice to have all this space now. I've never had this space before. Yeah. So, you know, I've been, I've been doing these lives. I've been doing it since, you know, last couple months, November. I did my first one back in March and then everything shut down. But, um, you know, it's just recommending great products that are available on the show. I do a makeup Monday every Monday. I do like a designer spotlight. Did some like Kylie and Kendall clothing recently. You know, things that viewers want to see, like what are your favorite designers that are featured on Amazon? And, you know, I did a lot of holiday content, obviously. So now I'm going into like new year, new you stuff. So, you know, it's all in my Instagram and on last night's look so they can find it there. But, you know, what's really making me tick right now is so funny. 
So I have been, since I moved to Los Angeles, obsessed with cheese boards. What do you put on a cheese board? Oh, like, you know, I, I found all these great books and it's literally like a roadmap. There's this girl that I follow. It's called That Cheese Plate, I think, or That Cheese Board, That Cheese Board. And she's out of Brooklyn. Someone, my mother-in-law bought me um, her book as a gift. And it's amazing. Like, I just, I take the book with me into the supermarket and, you know, I'm potting with the whole family. So they'll come over for like a game night or something. And I'll just put out this like beautiful, huge cheese board. And it's great. Every, the kids pick off of it. My in-laws, like everybody, you could do meals around these cheese boards, desserts, appetizers. And then, you know, for also if people are social distancing in their backyard or, or whatever it is you've got going on right now in your garage, like however people are doing it, make a cheese board for each group that's coming. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. did you find anything weird or like you never thought to mix cheese with in the book? Was like there something that stood out? Well, no, you know, segueing into, I've been going to the farmer's market, which again, I was never that girl. Hiking and farmer's markets were my two, <laughs> like, oh God, LA. And now I'm like, sorry, what are you doing tomorrow? Well, after I go to the farmer's yes. market and like, now I like know the guys, I'm like, Hey, egg man, like, you know, or like, like the lady that sells the strawberries. I'm like, hi, you know? <laughs> it's like, I never thought I'd be that person, but maybe that's quality of life. I don't know. Fresh food, yes, fresh air. A hundred percent. For sure. No, I mean, it's like, you know, there's a, a Italian booth there and like the fresh food from him. And I was just never that person before. Yeah. And I feel like going into 2021, it's, it's just kind of all about, I don't know, you know, supporting the little guy, going to local, doing all that yes. stuff. But in the whole cheese board too. So when I first moved here, my sister-in-law is like, you know, Kristen, you need a vintage cheese board. And I was like, what's a vintage cheese board? I mean, it's all about those silly things here. It's like vintage cheese boards. So now I have, I'm collecting cheese boards, Heather. It is, I know, it's so scary. <laughs> I love it. It used to be stilettos. And exactly, now it's vintage exactly. And your sister-in-law is like a major publicist too. I'm so funny that like, you know, she's trending on cheese boards. I love <laughs> That's <laughs> so great. Now it's well, like, I yeah. love myself a good cheese board, honey. So no, it's so fun. They are fun. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So I love that you open up the show with how you find your freedom. I didn't even have to ask you that, but I love it. So I'm just going to recap that right now, finding freedom for you is spending some time with your family and reconnecting yeah. with your, your pod of family. That's not yeah. just your intimate four, but outside of that four, yeah. I love that. Is there anything you want to say more about finding your freedom to wrap that up? Well, I think you just find peace with finding your freedom through family. It just, you know what it does? It just feels safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like when it was just the four of us, you know, we had that great quality quarantine time, like we all did in the most positive, wonderful ways. But I think we spent so much time together that it was like, it was so refreshing to then go to the safety and security of my parents' house in Connecticut, yeah. like finding that freedom and just security. And like, just, there was just like solace in that. It's like, oh my goodness. It's like, we're going back. I'm going back to, I'm with my family and my kids feel safe with me. And then in, in to give myself freedom and safety and security, I'm going to my mom. Yes. And then we transported across the country and we had that solid 14 days of the four of us, again, experiencing everything that our great country has to offer, all the national parks. And we felt safe doing that because you couldn't even not social distance what we did. Right. You know? And we, I don't know if you followed, but I glamped. I know. You know. And then it was like, and then leaving, leaving my family and then going to Josh's family and just, you know, feeling so secure and great. And, you know, a silly little thing, a segue from this morning. 
So I dropped Kingsley at school. I'm all dressed and ready to go for your podcast. And I go to our local coffee shop and this place is amazing. It's got the best coffee and it's the only option that's not a chain place yeah. in my town. Yeah. So it's lovely. And I pull into the parking lot. I'm like getting situated. I'm putting my mask on and there's my sister-in-law. She drives oh, in. That's like, it was, it's like so nice, Heather. It's like, it's nice. It's safe. It's like, you know, I walked into the coffee shop with her. I didn't have to distance from her. Yeah. We went up to yeah. the counter together. Mm-hmm. It just, it feels just like old times, but safe and nice. As opposed to, you know, if I was to go with you, I would stand six feet behind you. Right, I get so it. Were, you know, so it was like, we were able to like be outside yes. away from everything, take our masks off and talk and drink our coffee. Yeah. So it's those tiny little things that give you freedom and peace. And, you know, you can decide to pod with somebody. And, you know, it's funny, it's like, I think, you know, like you said, going backwards and it's like, even just talking about it now, it's just, it feels, it feels good. It makes me, you know, realize like we really made the right decision in moving here. Just like you getting out of the city yeah. and, you know, being in the. Totally. Yeah. I, I, you guys a hundred percent. I knew once I saw you on that road trip, I didn't even have to call. I said, they're going West. I yeah. we spoke obviously when you guys were in uh, the Hamptons And, you know, I didn't know what what, what we were, we had a lot of balls in the air. We didn't know what we were going to quite do. And so when I saw that trip cross country, I'm like, they're going to, they're going to LA. So I'm glad that you did. And I'm mostly glad that you are so fulfilled there and settled and happy because it's, it's about time. It's your time there. And so I'm really happy about that. How's e-boost before I go? I I have, I've been drinking my, um, my new sparkling e-boost, which is, yeah. So just give us an update on e-boost. No, that's what's going. It's these new cans. It's the sparkling beverages. It's like, you know, a bunch of new flavors. And he's um, teamed up with Arizona iced tea. So yeah, so it's getting produced through them, which is great. great. So yeah. Amazing. Great Tell yeah, him I awesome. love him. I went, I went to Mama Combs turned 80. So I went to her birthday as a oh, surprise. Wow. I know. It was amazing. We we go, Josh and I go, I mean, when I think about it, I mean, we go back 20 years. How did that happen? You know, it's crazy. We're not that old. <laughs> well, I just love you so much. I'm so glad you came on. I mean, it's just a conversational catch up. I wanted to do that. And you look as beautiful as ever. And your smile and everything, just dynamic. You warm my heart. Keep doing what you're doing. We love watching you. Yay. Love you too. Welcome to Hollaback. This is the part of my podcast where I answer all of your questions. My next question is from A. Duskert. And A. Duskert asks, Hi, Heather. I've been a longtime fan and I love your podcast. So I would like to know, F. Mary Kill, Ramona, Bethany, and Aviva. Thank you and have a lovely day, Allie. Oh my, I haven't been asked this question in quite some time. It certainly is a trip down memory lane, and I love that you asked it. It's a lot of fun. Okay, so here's the answer. I would F Bethany, I would marry Aviva, and I would kill Ramona. And that's my final answer. Thanks for asking, Allie. In My Heart is a production of Embassy Row. Our executive producer is Sarni Rogers. This episode was produced by Alexa Machia and Anna Marie Johnson, Karen Silverstein, and Heather Thompson. The show is edited by Maureen Vigas. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Heather T. See you next week.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.